We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks so much for being here today. Hope your Sunday is treating you well. We are so close to the NFL draft. And today, I want to take a look at the safety position. I want to go over the top safeties, Brian Branch in particular, see if he might be a fit for Green Bay. I want to go over Green Bay's current depth chart at safety because it's really, really interesting. And we'll get to all of that. And I want to start by saying... This is not a good safety draft. And if you are a team like Green Bay that's looking for a really good quality safety, it's not great for that. It's not great for your depth at safety. It's not, it's just a poor class in general. That doesn't mean that you can't find talent. That doesn't mean that probably one or two of these guys don't end up being at minimum, end up being very good pros in the NFL. Like this is where GMs really make their mark is taking a class that maybe is considered a bit below average and finding the one or two guys that can be really good and finding the diamond in the rough in this class. And I do think there are fun players and we're going to go over some of them today for sure. But as we said, and as I mentioned, Green Bay's safety position is really, really weird as you look at the overall state of the roster, as you look at how they might attack this draft. They have seven safeties on the roster, all right? They have Darnell Savage, Tervarius Moore, Rudy Ford, Tariq Carpenter, Dallin Levitt, Innes Gaines, and James Wiggins. Now, Sorry, James Wiggins, I'm going to take you out of the equation for the moment, and we're going to focus on the other six safeties, Savage, Tarverius Moore, Rudy Ford, Carpenter, Levitt, and Innes Gaines, those six. All six of those guys are 53-man roster caliber players. Now, 
To what extent on the 53-man roster is certainly up for debate, and I am happy to listen to you and happy to listen to anyone as to where they would like to put those six on the 53-man roster, but they are all rosterable NFL safeties. And the reason I know that is because they all were a season ago. Darnell Savage was, Tavarius Moore was with the 49ers, Rudy Ford and Tariq Carpenter both were with the Packers, Dallin Levitt was with the Packers, and Ennis Gaines ended up on the 53-man roster with the Packers. So all six of them are true 53-man roster capable players. In addition, when we talk about safeties and how they ultimately make the final roster, we always talk about, oh, it's going to come down to special teams, going to come... Tarverius Moore, Rudy Ford, Tariq Carpenter, Dallin Levitt, and Innes Gaines are all core special teams players. In fact, all five of them are probably better special teams players than they are actually at safety. So that's not exactly a differentiator either. And then Darnell Savage played a little bit in the slot and sort of made that transition late last year. The issue is, is they probably need him at safety. The other issue is he hasn't been good at safety. So you, yes, you have six guys that are capable of making a 53-man roster. At the same token, I don't think you literally want any of these six or seven, if you're James Wiggins included, any of those safeties actually starting. Now, clearly, some of them are going to have to, probably Savage, almost for sure. And if they don't find a starting caliber safety in the draft, you're probably looking at Savage at one and then some you know, combination of Traverius Moore or Rudy Ford, maybe Ennis Gaines, maybe a Tariq Carpenter. All of them could get in the conversation to start opposite Darnell Savage. The other issue you have here is that none of these are long-term players, meaning that Savage is in the last year of his deal. Traverius Moore is on a one-year deal. Rudy Ford, Tariq Carpenter might be the, like Tariq Carpenter might be the only one that has some potential staying ability past this season. We'll see if Ennis Gaines can maybe get in that conversation as well, but these are basically one-year safeties. So you have a starting need now. You have a starting need and a depth need long-term. The one thing you don't need is just a guy. Like you don't need somebody to come in and be another Vernon Scott, another Raven Green, another Tariq Carpenter, another seventh round slash undrafted free agent, whatever. That's not what Green Bay needs. They need a high caliber starting safety that can come in and compete right now. Meaning like take somebody in the top 100 or you're kind of just wasting a pick in some capacity unless you think they have high-end upside because you don't really have a spot on the 53 for just another back-of-the-rotation safety. You've got those guys. It's got to be somebody that can come in and compete for a starting job or you're just cutting somebody off the roster to replace them with somebody who's probably playing at just about the same exact level. So you don't really need those guys. So and that and then that brings us back to my opening point is that if you do need a true starting caliber safety, those are very few and far between and even the starting caliber guys, Green Bay might have to compromise a little bit for what they like at the position and a lot of these guys are under 6 feet. A lot of them have slot backgrounds and are almost more star players or slot corners than they are true NFL safety. So it is going to be very tough for Green Bay to get exactly what they need. And they ultimately might just kind of punt at this position and say, you know what, we'll have Darnell Savage start at one of the spots. We'll take one of the other spots and have everyone else compete for it. And we're just going to reevaluate this next year and go into free agency in the draft next year, knowing that in 2024, safety is still going to be a major need. That could ultimately be what gets done. But like I said, this is a interesting safety group and not a lot of talent in this draft to fill the needs that you have, which is a starting caliber safety. Now, 
That being said, we're going to go through a lot of these prospects. We're going to start with Brian Branch in just a moment, but huge kudos to the Green Bay Draft Guide. If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, highly recommend it. It's put on by Packer Report. Jacob Morley and a bunch of other really amazing, smart people are involved in that project, but they basically did a great job of narrowing down exactly what Green Bay looks at at each position. And for safety, what Green Bay's trends have been at that position have been a 7.75 RAS score, athletic score. And again, that's not what Green Bay is looking at in their draft room. They're not being like, oh, Kent Lee Platty has a 7.32 RAS score on this guy. Take him off the board. That's not the point, but that's like, they've been after like 77th slash 78th percentile athletes overall at the position. That's what they are looking for is these still high-end athletes, 5'11 or bigger, 200 plus pounds, 80th percentile broad jump. And then of course, we know that Green Bay loves the younger players in the draft so that they can still develop them and then get them on their second contract and they're still in the prime of their careers, right? So those are all things that Green Bay looks for at the position. Again, highly athletic, 5'11", 200 pounds, 80th percentile broad jump, and still young at the position, ideally. So as we go through all of these safeties today, I'll go through where they're expected to be picked and if they hit Green Bay's thresholds or not. I'll also mention if Green Bay had them in for a visit, which multiple of these safeties they did have in for a visit. So I'll go over that as well. Let's kick things off with Brian Branch, who's expected to go almost surely in the first round. There's a slight outside chance he could make it to the beginning of the second. I don't think that's feasible. I think he's going to go in the first round in some capacity. 5'11", 190 pounds, a slot slash safety position uh, or player out of the University of Alabama. Only a 5.27 RAS score. He is only 21 years old, so he has the great age and has time to develop still. The two things that he doesn't hit on those thresholds that we mentioned, he doesn't hit the RAS score, not in the extreme high-end athlete, you know, you know, plateau or whatever you want to call it, threshold. And then uh, 200 plus pounds. He's not that either. He's only 190 pounds. So 10 pounds may not seem like it makes a big difference, but at safety, sometimes that really does. And you want to have the ability to, uh, you know, kind of hold up at the point of attack, come in and fill the gap in the running game, be a strong tackler. All those things matter. And having a little bit more size and bulk to you in the NFL can make the difference on some of those plays. Now, that being said, Brian Branch, and, and this is something I want to talk about just in general. I know that we are now all conditioned to see RAS scores, and if they're not in like the 80th or 90th percentile, to just mark them off because Green Bay's not going to take them anyway. And to some extent, that that basically is true. And even when they have gone outside of their athletic scores, like a Jay Sternberger, it hasn't worked out the best. So I get it. You might look at it and just be like, well, he's off Green Bay's board. And I do think that Green Bay is probably going to take him down on their board past the point where he actually gets drafted. But I also want to just sort of stop and say, yes, athleticism matters, but if a player is in the 50th percentile or better athletically at the position, that means they're going to be able to hold up and that athleticism is probably not going to hold them back. Yes, the 80th, 90th percentile athletes have a natural advantage to being able to play in the NFL. The more athletic that you are, the better upside that you ultimately can have. But If you are just a really sound, good football player with amazing instincts and know how to play the game and are still a 50th percentile athlete or better, you can still be phenomenal in this league. And in fact, a lot of the best players in league history are in that 50th to 70th percentile range. It's not always the 80th to 90th to 100th percentile athletes that are crushing it. A lot of those guys in the 50th to 70th 
still are able to compete at the highest of levels, but know that they had to work insanely hard to get to that point and know that they had to master the position. And that's a lot of times where you sometimes see the sweet spot for where these really, really amazing players develop. Enough athleticism, but also had to work insanely hard to sort of overcome the fact that they're not a 90th percentile athlete. And with Brian Branch, I see a lot of that. And quite personally, he's not exactly my cup of tea. I think he's more of a slot defender. He's a a phenomenal football player, no questions asked, but I'm talking about from a safety position. To me, he's more of a slot slash star defender. And that's not exactly what Green Bay needs. It's not that they couldn't use him. It's not that he probably couldn't play safety. And as much as he's a little bit diminutive at his size, he is still a phenomenal tackler. He's got good ball skills. And just because he didn't test at the 90th percentile level should not take away the fact that this is a really, really good football player. Now, do I think Green Bay is going to take him early in the draft, pick 15? I don't. But they did take a player at like that was a little bit undersized in Darnell Savage late in the first round. Now, Savage tested a little bit better, but wasn't quite the safety that Brian Branch was either. However, I do think that's hurting Brian Branch in this scenario as well. Green Bay went with a little bit of the undersized safety in Darnell Savage, and it has not paid off for them. So my guess is they probably stay away from that. And I, like I said, I think Brian Branch ultimately goes before Green Bay would think of picking him. And they're probably a little bit in that classic no man's land that I've been talking about where right now they pick at pick 15, which is going to be too rich for Brian Branch in all likelihood. And by the time they pick again in the middle of the second round or early to mid second round, he's probably well off the board by that point. So unless there's some maneuvering by Brian Gudikins, which there very well could be. And even at that point, the board would have to probably fall in a little bit of a wonky way. I don't necessarily think that Brian Branch is the play here, But if they did, he would be a very good player for him. Like I said, tackling machine, University of Alabama. Ben Fennell just talked about him the other day. Like this is a fantastic football player in Green Bay. If they did decide to select him, would be in good hands. And he would easily, easy, easy, easy be their number one safety from day one, the moment that he stepped on the field. So uh, like I said, don't necessarily think he's in play, but would be a good pick if Green Bay decided to go in that direction. I think they would have to ultimately figure out, is he a safety? Does he play better in the slot? Sort of this Darnell Savage situation all over again, but put him at safety and he's probably going to do just fine for you. And like I said, it's probably their safety one from day one. That brings me to Antonio Johnson. By the way, I'm not going to go through every safety. I'm going to go through a variety of safeties. I don't know. I probably got like 15-ish on my list. Most of them are going to hit Green Bay's athletic thresholds or are like expected to be top 100 picks. So I'm going to go through a variety of them and we'll just kind of get through all of those. And I'll kind of go through which ones I could see being picked at different areas of the draft. Speaking of Antonio Johnson, 6'2", 198 pound safety out of Texas A&M. Another player who didn't test great, 4.79 RAS score, is only 21 years old as well. He doesn't hit the RAS score for Green Bay's thresholds, doesn't hit the broad jump, and he's slightly below their weight threshold. So this is probably not a player that is on Green Bay's board, at least not super high. And another player that probably gets taken by another team before Green Bay starts considering him based on the fact that he doesn't norm, you know, doesn't hit what Green Bay normally likes at the position. That said, there are not many big safeties in this draft. A lot of the guys are 5'9", 5'10", 5'11", kind of those slot slash safety hybrids. Antonio Johnson is not that. 6'2", almost 200 pounds. 
He is a true safety, and I really, really like his game. You could tell when he was on the field and when he was missing. He has an absolute presence out on the field. He is not afraid to you know to lay the lumber and make a big hit. He's not afraid to come up and make big plays in the running game and fill his gap and you know play to his assignment and scream up from that cover two safety position. Um, I love his size overall. I think six two two hundred. You know, with I would. I think he's a better athlete on tape than he what, where he tested. Like if you watch him, you get pretty excited about him. And like I, that that just is what it is. Like sometimes you get the the players who test insanely athletic and just aren't great football players. And sometimes you get great football players who look faster on tape and look more athletic on tape that just don't test great. To me, that's Antonio Johnson. And I think the best thing here is I think he's going to be best in his own uh, defense. I think he's going to be best in that cover two, coming up and screeching up from the safety position, making plays in the run game. He understands the flow of the game really well. He's a very smooth player. Like I just like Antonio Johnson. And like I said, I don't necessarily think he's going to be in play for Green Bay, but I, I think he would be also starter one from day one and like safety one from day one. And if Green Bay selected him, I would be somebody that would be pretty excited, even though this is not a strong safety class. And I think here's the issue, right? Is like everyone has some flaw. Like Brian Branch, more of a slot guy, a little bit undersized, not the most, even though he's a great tackler, he's not the most physically imposing player in the world. Antonio Johnson, again, finally has the size, can be a bit more physical, but doesn't have that like ideal athleticism that you would normally like. And yes, if you do start testing below the 50th percentile for safety or for any position, that's when you do start to me needing to put a little bit more of a red flag up. And if it's 50% higher, you know, or, or higher, like I'm okay, but this is the, this starts getting in the realm of like, you at least need to be cognizant of it. I do like the fact that he's 21. I do think he fits the system very well. But like I said, probably not a player that Green Bay is going to be super high on based on his testing and overall traits, even though he's a very good safety. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, next up is Jartavius Quan Martin. Uh, he was in for a visit. He's more of likely a like third-ish round safety. 5'11", 194 pounds out of the University of Illinois. 
a 9.79 RAS score. So beautiful, beautiful testing. He's 23 years old, doesn't quite hit the weight uh, threshold. They want the 200 pounds usually, but he's 194. They're not going to, you know, poo poo anything over six pounds. He hits everything else. I know people aren't going to like this comp. I see Demarius Randall when I see Jertavius Quan uh, Martin for the good and the bad. I like. He's a very good athlete. He can play in the slot. He can play some single high safety. He can probably play some cover too. I think he has questionable ball skills and finishing ability, which is obviously a little bit different than, than Demarius Randall. Like Demarius Randall actually had some pretty good ball skills and finishing ability. He just was never in the area to actually make the play in the first place. On the other flip side is Jertavius Martin also has like all of the intangibles and apparently is super smart and really like like is coachable and all those things, which Demarius Randall was the you know absolute opposite of. Like he did not have any of that. So I do think that there's a better chance that Martin hits his athleticism and is actually able to play and is coachable and all those things that you want. Um, I think you do have to ask the question of whether or not he's a slot or whether or not he's a true safety. I do like him quite a bit. I like his tape. I think he's going to be better than Randall in the NFL, but it's just you watch him and you see Demarius Randall, especially if you go back to Demarius Randall in college, they are very mere images of one another. And you see Martin and you will see him in the right place at the right time and just not be able to make the play on the ball. There's a play in the end zone where he goes up and he like, it should have been a pick and it goes right through his hands for a touchdown. And like, it's just plays like that, that leave you wanting a little bit more. But I do think he could be better in the NFL than he was in college. And if he can just finish those plays off, he can be a really well-rounded safety. Keep an eye on this one, though. This is a player who hits everything Green Bay looks for, was in for a visit. Do not be shocked if Quan Martin is a Green Bay Packer in the third round. That brings me to Jair Brown, third-round pick, uh, safety out of Penn State. Likely third-round pick. I can't say for sure he's going to be a third-rounder, but probably third, fourth round. 5'11", 203 pounds, 5.96 RAS score. Doesn't quite hit that upper threshold that Green Bay usually likes. 23 years old. Uh, he was 1% below the broad jump, but that's not going to you know hold anything back and was below the RAS score, but hits everything else. The issue is, even though he's 5'11", 203, to me, he felt small on tape. I don't think he has the best instincts. I think he takes poor angles that time. To me, I was not a huge fan of Jair Brown, just being totally honest. On the plus side, he was the leader of that defense, which has, you know, Penn State's a good program, right? It's going to have some good players. He was the leader on that defense, had 10 interceptions over the past two years, comes up with big plays, has ball skills. But to me, it ended there. And to me, like I said, just didn't play with all like the, the instincts and the taking the angles and all the things that I want to see out of my deep safety. I do like, and I've said this in the past, I do like safe in the word safety. Like I like players who aren't going to make mistakes and aren't going to overrun things. I just saw a little bit too much of that for Jair Brown, not my particular cup of tea. And luckily, I guess for me, is that probably not quite Green Bay's either. A uh, um, little bit on the lower RAS score side. And like I said, I think there's other players in that range that Green Bay is going to target a little bit more. Speaking of which is the second safety from the University of Illinois, and that's Sidney Brown, who is also likely more in that third, fourth round pick range. 5'10", 2'11", out of Illinois, 9.68 RAS score, although did not do the agility testing that could have brought that down a little bit. 23 years old, doesn't hit the height, but hits everything else that Green Bay looks for, and he's not he's just an inch off the height. Should be a core special teams player from day one. Does feel a bit more like a box safety to me. 
Overall, though, he's great at filling his gaps, holding up in his run responsibilities. The bigger issue is that he's not even 5'10". And like I mentioned with Jair Brown, like not feeling super big, like this is the same thing for Sidney Brown. Like if Green Bay likes 5'11", this guy's not even 5'10". And we know how much Green Bay values height, weight, speed. Sidney Brown might be a little bit under their like even considerable threshold for height. And I do think that he has the ability to get, to get picked on in mismatches as well. So like Sidney Brown, I think he can be a nice, like I said, special teams player, box safety. I think he can fit in that cover two Packers defense, but I think we're going to need to see um, if Green Bay would even be willing to consider that height. And that could be something that ultimately holds him back from being selected by the Packers. Next up is Marte Mapu. And he is an extremely fun player. I mentioned him uh, as a potential um, you know, linebacker slash safety when I went over Green Bay's visits the other day. He was in uh, Green Bay for a visit. Third, fourth round range, 6'3", 221. Again, could be a linebacker, could be a safety. Depends on the team that ultimately takes him. Out of Sacramento State. Did not do testing, 23 years old. Um I love love his size. I love how he plays. He is a little bit more of that hybrid type of player. I think you can play him in the box. I think you can play him as a true safety. Flies around the field. Unique size and skills. Um, see ball, hit ball type of player. You throw the tape on even some of his senior bowl practice stuff in the senior bowl, and you see him like in the practices, and like he is he is getting through contact, and he is going up and making plays. Two hundred plus special team snaps in his career. This is a very Green Bay-esque pick. Where they would play him would you know, remain to be seen, but fun player and somebody that I think Green Bay will definitely have their eyes on. Uh, Jamie Robinson, also in for a visit. Third, fourth round pick, 5'10", 191-pound safety from Florida State. 6.06 RAS score, so a little bit lower. 22 years old, doesn't hit the RAS scores or the broad jump, um, and is also a little bit under on height and weight. The good news is he completely fits Green Bay system, plays best in that too high shell, has some slot versatility, fills the lane well from deep, and I think he would be a really nice fit in Joe Barry's defense. Going to go through the rest of these relatively quick. These are more fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round guys. I'm going to start with Jason Taylor. Uh, Jason Taylor the second, not Jason Taylor the defensive end's son, by the way. Just Jason Taylor the second, fourth, fifth round range. 5'11", 204 pound safety out of Oklahoma State. 8.91 RAS score, 23 years old. Hits all of Green Bay's thresholds. Team captain, coming off his best season with six interceptions. Really like his instincts as a cover two safety. Finds ways to make plays. Active in run defense. Did not commit a penalty in his career, which is pretty crazy. And played over 500 snaps of special teams. Next up is Daniel Scott, fourth, fifth round range as well. Six foot, 208 safety out of Cal. 9.94 relative athletic score, 99th percentile athlete at the position. However, is overaged almost, well, 24 and a half years old. Will be 25 years old this year. Hits everything that Green Bay looks for, but again, is overaged. So that's one thing they don't look for. Uh, 12 interceptions over the past two seasons, over 650 snaps at special teams in his career. I love his blitzing ability, both as a run blitzer and as a pass rusher, uh, or as a pass blitzer, I guess. Team captain, plays uh, the, the two high safety extremely, extremely well. Despite the interceptions, he can be a little bit suspect in coverage and can get targeted. And while I do like his size, um, I, I should say I like his size, and I do think he can actually be a better NFL safety than he was a college safety. I think him playing in a zone defense, more of that cover two scheme in the NFL, can cover up some of his sort of weaknesses in man-to-man coverage a little bit. And I think he, like I said, I think he can be actually a decent player in the NFL, somebody to keep an eye on on day three of the draft. All right, next up is Shamari Connor, fifth round 
potential. Uh, six foot 202 safety out of Virginia Tech, 9.16 RAS score, 23 years old. Again, hits everything that Green Bay looks for athletically. Love his athleticism, but that athleticism does not consistently show up on tape. Played some in the nickel, played some in the slot, uh, or I should say, uh, played some as like a uh, hybrid linebacker slot and true safety. Doesn't feel like a perfect fit at any of them, if I'm being honest. His tackling is a little bit hit and miss. Best in zone coverage, struggles in man-to-man coverage, high-end athleticism. I do think he could fit in Green Bay's cover two defense. And by the way, has over 800 special team snaps. So all of these guys like that have high special team snaps. Goop better hope that he's got the Aaron Rodgers stuff figured out and that he hasn't handed over the reins entirely uh, to Rich Passaccia because Rich Passaccia is drooling with all the guys who have insane special teams prowess and just snaps and have played the part and done everything special teams related in their college career because there are a lot of those guys in this draft. All right, next up is Jay Ward, fifth round range, six foot, 188 pound safety out of LSU, 6.7 RAS score, 23 years old. Uh, Not exactly the weight and not exactly the RAS score that Green Bay looks for. Played everywhere in the defensive backfield. Will need to put on some functional weight and functional strength if he wants to be an NFL safety. Needs to find his true spot in the NFL. Played a little bit all over the place. Is going to need to find probably that spot at true safety and really develop his safety skills. He's a willing tackler, and I do think he could fit in Green Bay's scheme better than what he did playing all over the place in college. All right, next up is Anthony Johnson Jr., fifth, sixth round range, 5'11", 205-pound safety out of Iowa State, 8.13 RAS score, 23 years old. Once again, hits everything that Green Bay looks for. Played primarily corner in college before switching this past season. To me, he has more backup safety type tape, only two interceptions in five seasons. Playmaking has been a bit of an issue, does have 400 plus special team snaps, could be in play for Green Bay on day three. Gervarius Owens, fifth, sixth round range, six foot, 195 safety out of Houston, 9.21 RAS score, 23 years old, does have, you know, come in a little bit shy on weight, about seven pounds below weight, but overall really nice, you know, like really nice athleticism and again, hits everything that Green Bay looks for. Looks the part, good athlete, fits the scheme, willing to aggressively fill in the run game, 350 plus special team snaps, team captain. The only issue is he's extremely inconsistent in about every phase of the game, inconsistent on special teams, inconsistent in coverage, inconsistent in run defense. You you saw flashes of everything, but you didn't see consistency in any phase of the game either. Next up is Kayvon Merriweather, sixth round range, six foot 205 safety out of Iowa, 7.87 RAS score, 23 years old, did not hit the broad jump threshold that Green Bay normally looks for. Team captain, only had four picks, one forced fumble and zero sacks and only 12 pass breakups in five years of play at Iowa. So playmaking was definitely an issue. I thought he played his best lined up deep and screaming down the field as a, you know, as, as a run defender, or just like somebody who's reading the quarterback's eyes, kind of playing that robber role. I think that's what, you know, sort of fits him best. His 7.143 cone is not very good. And that showed up on tape. Did not love his change of direction ability. And that could certainly hamper him in the NFL. Trey Dean, 6th, 7th round range, 6'2", 200 pound safety. So you love the size out of Florida. 8.62 RAS score, 23 years old. Once again, hits all of Green Bay's thresholds. However, his initial combine test had a 4.75 40-yard dash. So that is brutally slow for almost any position these days, but certainly at safety. Love his incredible mix of size, strength, and agility though. He tested extremely well in the three cone. So despite not having the straight line speed, he did really good with his change of direction and agility drills. There's just not many 6'2 guys that have that type of agility. 
Despite playing 62 games and starting a bunch of those, he's still only 23 years old and just turned 23 in February. And while his coverage is his weakness, and as you would expect with his you know slower speed, if Green Bay's playing him in that cover two safety role, playing back further and asking him to come up and make those plays, it could be a, a bit of a fit for him. And as like a late round flyer, I, I don't hate it, even though the, the long speed is certainly not what you're looking for at the NFL level. And last but not least is Jordan Howden, who they did have in for a visit, 6th, 7th round range as well, 5'11", 203 pound safety out of Minnesota, 8.88 RAS score, 23 years old, didn't hit the broad jump, but hit everything else that Green Bay looks for. Uh, went from walk-on to N- potential NFL draftee, which you love to see, 500 plus career special team snaps, five-year starter and hasn't even turned 23 yet takes solid angles to the ball. I do feel like his feet get stuck in sand at times and he's a little bit more reaction. Like I want to see him just go. I think if he can figure that out a little bit more, he might have a little bit more potential, but he was just almost like waiting for things to happen at times in college. And I want to see him be a bit more instinctive in the NFL. And the other thing is, as I mentioned at the onset is Green Bay has a lot of these players. Like they don't need another special teams guy who's a backup safety. They've got those guys. So yes, they brought him in for a visit. Could he be a seventh round, late round flyer? Sure. But again, you kind of have as many of those as you need right now on the safety depth chart. In the first, like overall, that's all I'm going to go over for safeties today. Overall, like if you look at the first and second round, I'm not sure there's a ton of guys that Green Bay is actually going to be targeting in that range. And quite honestly, I think that's probably the right play with this draft, with these safeties. Like I said, Brian Branch, love him, but I don't think he's going to be in Green Bay's range, especially where they're selecting. Don't think he hits exactly what they want. And like, again, I I think it's going to be around more the third round that Green Bay starts targeting these safeties. In the third round, I think Quan Martin or Marte Mapu could certainly be in play. In the fourth round, Jason Taylor, the second. In the fifth round, Daniel Scott or Shamari Connor. In the sixth round, Gervarius Owens. And in the seventh round, Trey Dean. Those are the guys I would really keep an eye on if you want to watch some highlights before the draft. I can probably guarantee you Green Bay is going to take a safety at some point. Just depends on where. And again, it just depends on, can it be actually somebody that can compete for a starting spot? Green Bay doesn't have starting safety, so almost anyone they draft could compete for a starting spot at this point, but would like like to see one who could come in and play at a high level, watch the third round, especially Quan Martin and maybe Martin Mapu. It just depends on where they want to play Mapu. Mapu, And even if they consider him a safety, they could see him more as a off-ball linebacker as well. But a lot of fun names, not a great safety class, but I do think Green Bay is going to target it and wouldn't surprise me if Green Bay ends up, as I mentioned yesterday on my bold predictions takes with one of the two safeties from the University of Illinois. Thanks so much for joining me today. Always appreciate it. We'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.